The time has come. I like that. The time is now for Victoria Stilwell's Positively Podcast. She's a world-renowned dog trainer. Seen enough dogs today, have you? She's the host of It's Me or the Dog. I'm coming to train you. Along with co-host Holly Ferfer. You don't play around with that name, do you? I am a fan of Schmitty Balls. She's Victoria Stilwell, and she's ready to go. This is a lovely way to start the day. You get the busy bee. I need to trim her whiskers. I see some poo here. I feel a little bit better now because I'm the only one who usually feels stupid during the podcast. Now, let's head to the studio and get this Positively Podcast started. Okay, so the mailbox is overflowing. I've printed out a bunch of the questions here, um, and this is only some of them. And I feel bad when people, you know, have, or in earnest, want to know stuff, and maybe they don't have access to one of your trainers right away, or they just need something. So how do you feel about just doing all Ask Victoria? I, I would love to, because, you know, we're, we're going on a break for a while. Mm-hmm. It's throughout the summer, so, you know, we've all got our different things that we need to do. So um, I'd love to. Let's just <laughs> answer some small. questions. Okay. Yeah, can I be a slut just for a little bit, please? <laughs> It'll never happen. Never. Okay, so we're going to start with Zoe in Northampton. Okay, Northampton. You got it right. Well, because it says, Sound. like, what it yeah, spells. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> okay. All right, this is kind of a long one, but this is an interesting question. Um, she says, I have a six-year-old Staffordshire Bull Terrier that's going through a stage of being terrified after 6 p.m. every night. This started around July last year and got worse when it was fireworks night to the point where he was hyperventilating. I've spoken to the vets that have advised me to ignore him when he's in his states. The story around him being terrified is fireworks and gun flares. He heard them, then it started. I've tried ignoring him and have used various training tools to calm him down, but nothing is working, even the medication the vets prescribed. I feel for him as he's not happy and has got to the point where he would not even walk past the drive or get out of the car due to him being terrified any advice would be appreciated. So it sounds like, I don't know if these gunshots or fireworks are happening on a regular basis, or maybe that just sort of set it off. Just need, takes one time. Really? Just takes one time for oh. a lifetime of fear. One traumatic experience, whatever the dog perceives as traumatic, mm-hmm. that can that can create that forever. Um, and, you know, I don't want to diss their vet because veterinarians, they're not really trained in behavior and that's, right. unless it's a veterinary behaviorist. So... Um, and I'm not trained in the medical field, mm-hmm. so. Um, but and trainers up till very recently, and some trainers still do believe that you know if you if a dog is fearful and you give that dog attention or you pet that dog, you're actually reinforcing that fear. Well, you're not. Mm-hmm. You're not. Um, studies show um, that when a child is fearful, if you comfort that child, that child is going to have less fear. Well, it's the same with dogs. So when I do have a fearful dog, I will be there for that dog. I will mm. be that dog's secure attachment, just like a mom is for its <clears throat> child. Um, and I will I will touch that dog and be that dog's safety blanket. And that's what they need to do. They need to love him up a bit and... Um, Tell him, you know, it's it's going to be okay. Be there for him. Do not ignore this behavior because Mm-mm. it will just get worse. Mm-hmm. Now, um, this is a really good place. I mean, she said that she's been using dog appeasing pheromones, um, mm-hmm. the diffuser. Medication, she said, the vets prescribed. Yeah, and vets are very, some vets, not all vets, are quite pill happy. Mm-hmm. And they prescribe pills, but they don't actually really address 
what's truly going on. I will certainly refer people to a veterinary behaviorist if I think that the dog needs medical attention or to a vet. Mm -hmm. But I like to start off to begin with to see how I, with behavioral modification, can help that dog. And that's by understanding why the behavior happened. So obviously this dog now is terrified. Mm -hmm. This has gone beyond just fear. It's just Mm -hmm. terrified. So it's affecting this dog's daily life. So um, I would definitely get, um, put, still use the diffuser. Mm-hmm. And if you can, put um, a, an adaptal collar around the dog's neck. Um, doesn't harm the dog at all. You're mm-hmm. not going to smell it. It's not going to be, it's not going to be bad for the dog. Um, but try it. Also, you know, there are things like um, wraps that you can have for your dog, like a thunder shirt. Mm-hmm. Um, try that. Obviously, be very aware if it's very hot. Most homes in Britain don't have air conditioning. And sometimes it can get very hot in England. Mm-hmm. It's very hot. Don't leave a wrap on your dog. Right, right. Um, but in certain situations, you can do that. Use music. And that's why I love the people from Through a Dog's Ear. Go onto my website and um, you can just put in into the search and canine noise phobia series. Mm-hmm. And there you'll be able to find um, what we call bioacoustic music. Um, and it's the only one of this kind. You can buy lots of CDs that have the graduating sound of effects of a noise that a dog fears, but you, the mine is the only CD that you will have the graduating sound effects over music. And it's the music that's the key. So bioacoustic music helps to calm a dog's nerves, calms dogs down. And, um, same as in people mm-hmm. and, um, it's a special way that it's played just with one instrument, with the high frequencies taken out of it. It's very calming, very relaxing. Um, use that. So if you use, if it's thunderstorms combination or of fireworks, you can find one for thunderstorms. You can find one for fireworks. You can just use the calming CD that I have. But use music. Music is so powerful. Play at different times of the day, not just after six o'clock, because we don't want the dog to go, okay, it's that music again. And now I, I, I associate right. that with being free. Yeah, play yeah. at different times of the day, but have music. Make your home a very relaxing environment. Be there for your dog. Give your dog somewhere to go. Now, when dogs are frightened, sometimes they need like a bolt hole, like a den to go to where they do feel safe. Even their, their crate is crate, a safe space. Yes. Put a blanket over or it or something. Or you'll find some dogs go under the bed. That's fine. If they go under the bed, let them be under the bed. Mm-hmm. That's the place where they've chosen that they feel safe. So put a bed underneath there or put some nice mat or something the dog can lean on or sometimes or lie on. Some, some dogs like to go into wardrobes, things like that. Mm-hmm. Create that zone. Now, if your dog is still too stressed, then that's the time that you need to go to the veterinarian and go, okay, maybe I need to have something help take Mm -hmm. the edge of this so that I can use all of these other things to help that dog. Because that's what you did for us with Barnsley. And he couldn't learn. He couldn't readjust because he was too strung out. So we did get him on medication. We got him on fluoroxetine, Mm -hmm. which... Mm -hmm worked and he's off but he was on it just enough amount of time where he could relax so he could learn these other things or be calmed by these other things because otherwise he was just like i don't know what you're doing exactly so fear memories are never erased 
by the brain. Never. Even They're in humans. Always there. I Same still hate humans. clowns. No offense oh, if you're a clown. Sorry, I don't like clowns either. Oh, my daughter's freaked out by clowns. <laughs> what is that? I don't know. I just oh, like painting your face and putting a rag. I, I mean, they're there to make people laugh and people I happy, know. but I don't I've know. I've never liked them. Um, Monkeys, too. Are... Oh, God. Okay. Um, let's get to this question. Delinda in Nevada says, Hi, Victoria and Holly. You know my dog Gypsy is an amazing dog. We, we have seen her dog oh, in yes, some previous contests. Yes. Uh, thanks to your trainings and tips, but lately oh. she's picked up a habit, and I have no idea why. Every night she licks the sheets while in bed. I allow her to sleep with me because there's never been an issue before. She's been medically checked, and she's fine in that regard. So why does she do this, and how do I get her to stop? Thanks. Hmm. That's why interesting. Is she licking? I wonder how long she's licking for again. I think is she doing it because she just likes it. I wonder. Some dogs just like it. Here's the other habit. The first thing that came into my mind is I wonder if she switched detergent or fabric Maybe. softeners, and it might be a smell that she likes mm. and thinks, "Oh, this smells delicious." Yeah, that might be. Yeah, I don't know. you know what? I'm all about sort of. non dog No, no, no. I like it. Um, I'm all about if something is, um, you know, you got a behavior you don't like. Try something. Try an alternative. Mm-hmm. So, um, when you get up onto the bed, like play a low, give the dog something to chew on. Mm. So, um, a nice, a small rubber toy for the for the dog. Put a tiny little bit of food, not too much, because it's bedtime, so the dog can chew, and then the dog goes to sleep. Or, you know, do do the like go find it game. Mm. Put a few treats on. On the bed, the, you don't mind your dog eating on the bed, but put a few treats mm-hmm. and pay go find. So then that sort of curbs the licking behavior, gives the dog something else to do, creates a habit so that the dog does that rather than the licking. Mm-hmm. In my olden days, I would have said, olden, pick, days. olden days, pick the dog off and put it on the ground. Right. And wait for a little bit, take the dog up, put it back on the on the sheets. If the dog licks, it doesn't get the uh, mm-hmm. reward of being on the bed. Mm-hmm. Hey, that works. It does. It does work. Um, but, you know, why is the dog doing this? Mm-hmm. I think it's just habit. I mean, Gypsy's seems from all the photographs and all the information I know about her, quite a, quite a sweet little mm-hmm. dog and quite, so maybe it's just a habit she likes. So give her something else to do. Um, one of my dogs, uh, Cashmere had the licking issue too sometimes and she would lick and lick and I would do the ah you know stop and divert her and then I would roll her because you know she likes to be and I would scratch her belly and that would calm her and kind of mm-hmm. quiet her down and and it was just something else to divert her feeding, to that. Again you were feeding that need and mm-hmm. yeah where it was like hey come here let's snuggle mm-hmm. and let's do this and then mm-hmm. she was fine with it. You so. know again dogs are like two-year-old children you mm-hmm. know how time-consuming two-year-old children are they are your nephew my daughter, when mm-hmm. she was, they are. You need to give them a lot of time and attention. Talks the same. But it makes them, and it makes them healthy adult, Absolutely. adult dogs, adult humans. You bet. Yeah. You bet. Okay, so this is uh, Lori from Melbourne says, Victoria, I miss it's me or the dog so much. Know, Will I'm you be sorry. filming any time again uh, anytime uh, soon? Uh, well, actually, you're too busy. Well, no, I'm in the I'm in the middle of it right now. I'm in the middle of filming a TV show, mm-hmm. and um, in the United Kingdom. So I'm very excited about that, and all will be revealed next year. I think it's airing next year. It's Good. transmitting next year and on UK TV. You'll hear it first on the podcast. You'll hear it on the podcast. Um, yeah, it's, when it's and what? 
Yes. Very cool. But, but I, I want to say the name of it. Yeah, I don't know if I'm allowed to say the name. Well, of don't it don't ruin anything. But there are you are doing other things that you know on online that they can. Get oh yeah, you can. Until. Yeah, you can. You can watch Arsenal Dogs online, and you can mm-hmm. watch all my videos, my training videos online. You can also watch um, Guardians of the Night, which hopefully will be coming out soon. And um, yeah, so so there'll be stuff that you can watch online that'll help us until we get this new show. Yeah, if you need a fix, Exciting. I'm so excited. I love this it. New show. And by the way, don't tell anybody this is a secret. It's just us. Just us. <laughs> okay, this is from Laura in Surrey, and she says, "Please help with my two-year-old." Vizsla's entire Vizsla's fear aggression. I don't know if that's a typo. Entire means um, that it's not neutered. Oh, okay. Okay. Uh, He is well socialized and positively trained, intelligent and responsive, but nervous, especially when men visit our house or garden. Last week, he sunk teeth into a decorator's leg who's been only friendly and non-threatening. No warning given other than alert stance and eye contact. I did not see the event, and so I could not respond. I'm worried about the implications for Miller. That's... I guess the dog, if he bit a child in my care, positive advice needed. Ooh. Thank you. But I love that she says positive advice. Yeah, yeah, great. Already on the right track. Already on the right track. Well, the dog's now had an experience of biting. It's actually bitten somebody. So this is a fear, aggressive dog. I believe the root of most aggression is comes from insecurity anyway. Mm-hmm. Not necessarily fear, but just an sort of underlying insecurity. Um you definitely have to. Sorry, you must get a trainer. If you live in um, that area, one of my trainers in Essex, actually Jane Williams, um, will be able to come and come down and see mm-hmm. you. Um, she'll travel down to Surrey, and you can go and find her on positivity.com/trainers. Yeah. But I think you really need to have somebody come in and help you with this because um, why? Why? Now, you might not have seen that your dog or might not think that your dog had any kind of traumatic experience, Mm -hmm. but you're not perceiving it from your dog's point of view. You don't know what triggered that behavior. The triggers, There has to be a trigger. It doesn't just suddenly come. Mm -hmm. And it can be as benign as maybe a man looked at him in the wrong way or tripped over him or did something, and now he's he's on guard. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, but the fact that he's bitten now, he will go the whole way. Mm. Um, he's taken it to the bite. Um, and now, yes, you are very, you are right to be concerned around children. Mm-hmm. Now, what, maybe what I might say to begin with is controversial, but hear me out. Mm-hmm. Um, I truly believe whilst you're working with a dog like this, it is really vital to keep not just people safe, but to keep your dog safe too. Mm-hmm. What you don't want to have is a bite, another bite. That's not good for your dog. It's also not good for anybody else that the dog bites. Right. Um, so desensitize your dog to a muzzle. Mm-hmm. Okay. So that there's safety. And that's going to give you confidence. If you know your dog can't hurt somebody, it's going to give you confidence. Don't just shove a muzzle on your dog's face and think it's going to be okay. There are great muzzles out there now that you can actually feed treats through the muzzle. Mm-hmm. Um, but... I like I get a muzzle and I like to use a basket muzzle. Do not, do not, do not use a groomer's muzzle, which is like these sort of um, black material muzzles that the mouth can't even open. Ooh. The dog can't pant. Yeah, it can't breathe. It can't, yeah. it can't, and it, so it can't cool down and it can't vomit and it can't, you know, really breathe. bad. Exactly. You need to use a basket muzzle of some kind, and they come in leather or plastic. And I like to put peanut butter on at the end of it. Mm-hmm. 
So, and I just leave it on the floor, and then the dog goes and investigates and starts to lick the muzzle out of the, um, the peanut butter out of the muzzle. And then, after a while, I just start putting it on the dog's face and taking it off, putting a treat inside, putting it on the dog's face. Dog eats the treat, taking it off. And then, after a while, I'll gradually leave the muzzle on for, for longer periods of time so the dog gets used to it. It's not a scary thing. It's not becomes, painful either. No, not at all. It becomes part of, you know, it like, comes like a harness, mm-hmm. like a dog wearing a harness. Do that. Mm-hmm. Because whilst you're working with this dog, whilst you're working with the trainer, and believe you me, what she has to do is much more than I have time to say on this podcast. But she needs to find a trainer that she can work with that will be able to take this dog through the various behavioral modification techniques that we use to build this dog's confidence up and that's what irks me about dominance trainers that will just punish these dogs they're punishing these dogs for being insecure who already feel bad yeah right so you're just making them worse Uh -uh, this dog doesn't need to be punished this dog needs to be guided needs to be guided into making the right choices into feeling better into feeling more confident that's what you need to do and i would certainly use in this remember in, in it, it, the aggression is not just what happens at the time that the dog is showing that aggression. The dog is like that all the time. The dog is insecure all the time. Um, even when in your home, it's not walking around your home going, I'm insecure, but it still has it in them. Mm-hmm. So everything, all the other facets of this dog's life need to be positive and calming. If you can use Adaptil, um, you know, put it, plug it in, use it around the collar, the pheromones might help relax your dog, use music, use different therapies. I mean, there's so much out there now, which is so wonderful in this day and age. So many great tech stuff mm-hmm. that can really help your dog. Lots of exercise, um, lots of play. Do that a lot with your dog. and Because um, I find these dogs that are like this, that do have this fear and have bitten, they're very tense and they're very stressed. So you need to do what you can to relieve that. But but on a positive note for her, you can change this. It's not, oh, an, yeah. oh my gosh, what am I going to yeah, do? No, it's no, serious, can, but it's it is not serious. hopeless. You can change it. And I didn't want to sound completely negative. Yeah, yeah. I'm just saying this is a serious issue. Mm-hmm. You need to address it. doesn't mean it's not going to work. Mm-hmm. It can. But here here's reality, mm-hmm. right? Let's just face it. Every person on this planet... Every animal on this planet, including a dog, has the ability to be aggressive if that person or that animal feels threatened. So just because you work with a dog, any trainer that guarantees this dog will never be aggressive, run away from them. Mm -hmm. You cannot guarantee behavior. Mm -hmm. You can't guarantee, Holly, that tomorrow you're not going to feel angry or upset. Mm -hmm. I can't guarantee that tomorrow I'm going to feel happy and joyful. You can't guarantee behavior because behavior is, is your reaction to your environmental stimuli and how you and your feelings, how you are at that time. So even with behavioral modification, this dog, if it's put in a threatening situation again, mm-hmm. might default to that behavior that worked in the past. Well, um, one thing I know, Barnsley had some aggression issues. He was just very reactive. And um, <clears throat> even though you've worked with him and we've, you know, he's great, I still, I don't trust. So, for instance, I had, you know, the some of my friends over for a book. We do book club. And it was my ha- time to host. And I put the dogs upstairs. I don't even put them in the environment. If I have people over and it's more than a few people and there might be, I don't even get them in that environment. I put them away. So it's also, too, you know, 
helping them like you always say helping them succeed helping them because even though he hasn't and we but he always could Uh, you bet and I think that's with a dog like Barnsley I mean I think that's great as same when I have a lot of children playing Mm -hmm. and I have uh, a party here and my my kid has lots of her friends around my dogs are away. They're very mm-hmm. happy. They're in my study. There's mm-hmm. a very comfortable place there, and they're very happy. And so everybody's safe. Perfect. Okay. Um, let's talk to Lawrence in Nevada. And he said, our two-year-old dachshund cries when we leave her in the crate. We tried everything. Other pro, Others, pro and amateurs, have suggested. But she will cry, and we can't leave her alone. Neighbors don't like the crying. She has... Had three lessons from a trainer, but the crying continues. It's preventing us from leaving her to enjoy brief times at the pool, shopping, eating out. So any suggestions? She wants to be with them. Plain yes, and simple. Separation. Doesn't like being left. Doesn't like being left. And that's, this is, this is, in our busy lives, dogs fit into how we want them to fit in, mm-hmm. don't they? Really. But if we were to ask them, they would say, we want you around all the time. They're, we want to go with you right oh yeah we want you to i want to come with you why are you leaving me here by yourself i mean they're social animals they thrive best in a social environment Mm -hmm. like we do and yet we're leaving them alone not Mm -hmm. only we leaving them alone we're leaving them confined in this crate in this area Mm -hmm. what are they leaving them with i don't know is there any music on maybe dog tv they could put on dog tv is a great companion for dogs that are anxious when left alone could they get another dog? So there are two mm-hmm. dogs, so they're not left alone. Um, could they take the dog to daycare? Make sure that they exercise this dog. Make sure they play with this dog a lot. Um, there's so many things you can do with a dog that's anxious. Why does it have to be in a crate? Is it in a crate because it chews? Does it say that? No, she just said he just said that they leave when they leave her in the crate. Yeah. It's two. The dog's two. The dog's two years old. Well, so it's not like it's a puppy wine, but it's still really important mm-hmm. to the dog. And um, this is this is a case of separation anxiety. I mean, do you want to use it, leave it with a toy that's stuffed full of food? Or, um, you know, does it have to be in a crate? Can it be wandering around the house or the apartment? Um, they say the neighbors don't like the whining, so that makes me think it isn't an apartment. Mm-hmm. Um, but I would try it. Try dog TV, try music, try um, adaptal spray or diffuser or a collar on the dog. That could work really well. Um, try different things to enable the dog to cope by itself. But get another dog. That's yeah. bad to say. No, that. it's not because I, I, I'll tell you, it assuages my guilt. When I leave, I don't feel as bad when I have two dogs. I think, well, they have each other. so. I, I, and I agree. I absolutely agree. If you had, again, I use the child analogy. And I'm not, I'm, I'm not saying dogs mm-hmm. are completely like children. I get it, right? Mm-hmm. But they are in many ways. Mm-hmm. They have the same central nervous system. They right. have, you know, Emotions. they're like toddlers. They yeah. are. We know. We know that now. Science has shown us. It's not just me being all kind mm-hmm. of lovey, lovey, dovey. Um, are you going to leave that two-year-old by itself? Not not just with what that two-year-old's mm-hmm. going to get into, but emotionally. Mm-hmm. You can just leave it. Go right. out for dinner. Right. So let me ask no. you, we've talked about this before. So are there ways to also desensitize the dog? So a dog that's there having are. separation, so they know like you're coming back. Yes. Yeah, you can. And um, that's why I say before you go out, always make sure the dog is well exercised, the dog is calm. Um, and then I do sort of set up. So where creatures of, ha- excuse me, where creatures of habit um, 
when we go out the door, we put our coat on or we get our bag, we jingle mm -hmm. our keys. And then dogs starts freaking out because they know you're going to go. their cues, yeah. So I like to keep, use these triggers and change it up. So I'll pick up my keys and then I'll go sit on the couch. Or I'll put my coat on and I'll go do the washing up. Or, you know, things like that. So I, I, I mix all the, the cues up so that they're not triggers anymore. Mm -hmm. um, and then when I go, I go and immediately come back. And then I'll gradually begin to extend that time that I'm leaving. And I'll use music and I'll use all kinds of things to make it no big deal because... Yeah, at the end of the day, you are you, you do you do want to go out. You for have a cup to of leave. Coffee. You do have to <laughs> yeah. leave. So, bar getting another dog, try that. Um, if you buy my book, Train Your Dog Positively, there's a whole section about separation anxiety in there. Mm -hmm. um, and um, but you can also find information as well by going to positively.com. Great. Okay, and this is from Becca in Massachusetts, and she says, "I am looking for advice on collars for my dog." I have two rescue dogs, a six-year-old Corgi mix and an eight-year-old Akita mix, who wear martingale-styled collars. Mm -hmm. My first dog slipped a regular buckle collar on the first day. I have had her, and since then, I've only used Martin martingale collars. I don't know. What is that? What's a martingale? Martingale, it's like it's um, – some of them are material, and they've just got a chain at this part oh, or yeah, just yeah. where – and so it's a limited slip. So, yeah. for example – uh, if the dog pulls, it doesn't just choke, 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 choke. It sort of it it tightens, but then it stops. Yeah, yeah. So martingale martingales are used for dogs that especially have small heads, like a greyhound, that their neck their heads about the same size as their necks, so they can easily pull out of a regular collar. So um, what what does she say? Well, she then has? she said she said um, she's got an eight year old Akita and a six year old Corgi. But she also said here, which she kind of answered, I was listening to your podcast and now I'm concerned that the martingale collar will hurt my dogs if they pull too much. They always wear harnesses and we go for our long walks, but it's a lot of work to get them on for just a quick ten minute potty break. Should I leave their harnesses on instead? No, no, yeah. no, no. Hey, you know my answer but, to that one yeah. in a very nice way. <laughs> just take the time to put on the harness. Yeah. If you're using harnesses and they're fine. Right, Use right. it. A any excuse to take pressure off that neck. Mm -hmm. Any excuse, do it. Okay. Um, and you know, the one thing I will say, just personally, my if their do her dogs play a lot, I had a really nice collar on. It was almost like a belt. It had holes in it on cashmere, and she and Barnes would wrestle a lot. And one day he had her by the neck, you know, just kind of nibbling, mm -hmm. whatever. And I mm -hmm. thought, oh, my gosh, what if he got his tooth stuck in there or what if something happened? So I don't really like those with the divots, the things in them or any even stuff on them, too, that can come, come off. off. And, and and that's that's you sort of leaving any kind of hardware on your dog. I mean, I don't even leave collars on my dog when they're at home just because I'm worried about them attaching to something and trying to pull off. And they just wear regular collars. But I, I don't like even doing that i mean yeah of course where are you going to attach the tags the dogs mm -hmm. need to have their tags and so i attach them onto the harness yeah that works because that's that. when you're out with but the yeah dogs. but i don't leave the harness on or a collar on when they're home alone by themselves uh you know okay mm -mm. um and let's do we have time for one well let's do one more okay we'll do one more um let's see my parent. Okay, well, let's talk about leashes and harnesses since we're going there. This is from Allison in Maryland, and she said, my parent's dog bites when putting a leash on her. How do you get her not to bite? When she sits on my parent's lap, most of the time she doesn't like to be handled, and she growls easily. Oh, that sounds like two different issues. Yeah. Okay, is she biting out of play? Sounds like mm -hmm. it. All right, this is a kind of easy fix, and it's about as aversive as I get, but I just... I just make the leash just an unpleasant thing to 
have in the mouth, really. And sometimes I will just spray a lemon over it, you know, on mm-hmm. it. So when the dog kind of, oh, they kind of taste better, it's not very nice, and they stop. Or I'll sometimes just use a, a chain, a chain leash, not mm-hmm. a collar, a chain leash, so that the dog, like, tries to bite at the metal and goes, oh, that's not very nice. But I'm wondering, though, if the dog bites them when it's putting it on. Oh, is they saying, oh, I thought it, it just, said bites the leash. Well, no, it just says my dog, my parent's dog bites when putting a leash on her. How oh, do you get her not to bite? So, I But that see. is good if the dog's biting the leash. Yeah, now, but what about, is it biting or is it nipping? Is it true honest biting or is it just... But then here too, so maybe this has something to do with it. She said when she sits on my parent's lap, most of the time she doesn't like to be handled and she growls easily. So it sounds like mm. she doesn't want to be touched. Mm, it does sound like, and I find dogs that don't like to be touched are quite touch sensitive. Um, people think if a dog doesn't like to be touched or they're trying to be dominant or pack leader and going control, you know, that ridiculous ideas. But um, sometimes it's literally because the dog is touch sensitive. Either the touch just feels uncomfortable or it tickles. Mm. It tickles. And they don't like that. Um, right. It could be controlling. You know, dog. I'm not saying dogs can't control. They can control. Um, and they can control. They have to. Well, we have to. We have to control our environment mm-hmm. if there's something that we don't like, or we control it if there's something we like. Right. They do the same. And so um, there's something about that handling that they don't like. Um, you know, I had a dog. I've had a lot of dogs actually that do that. And what I like to do is, um, if they have a front or backyard, mm-hmm. if it's a question of putting on the leash, I take them out to the front or backyard or garden, and will put the leash on there where there's more distractions. The dog's less likely to bite me. Or mm. what I'll do is I'll get a nice toy and as I'm putting the leash on, I'll have the dog's head and just have the toy by the dog's head or just feed it a treat and put the leash on. Do you see what I mean? Mm-hmm. So either I, yeah, either I do it inside with a treat or outside with a treat and just distractions just to – because the more you fight it, the more dog's mm-hmm. going to, you know. So I guess that's good. I love it. Thanks. And there's still more questions, I know, but we but will we, get to that. We don't have any time, but I just I want to say before we leave, thank you so much to Adaptal. Mm-hmm. There are wonderful sponsors. They've been sponsoring our Ask Victoria series for this whole podcast season, actually. Um, and um, we we wouldn't be here without them. So thank you so much to Adaptal. And, you know, Adaptal is used for dogs that get stressed. Mm -hmm. Just like we get stressed, it's used for stress. And it comes in a plug-in. It comes in a collar or a diffuser. And it mimics the pheromones of a female dog, um, of a a mama dog. um, Just the the nice, calming, relaxing pheromones. um, And it's clinically proven to help relieve or eliminate stress. um, And that is a, a calming effect on your dog. So if you want to find out more about Adaptal and you want to help your dog's behavior, go to adaptalus.com. And it's something that I use in my toolbox as a trainer all the time. I love, I love the product. Um, and certainly I wouldn't be having anybody sponsoring the series that whose product I didn't use or didn't agree with. So again, Adaptal, thank you so much and, for um, sponsoring us. 
Thank you. And we are going to take a break for uh, the summer. You're busy. I'm busy. But we'll have your big announcement when we come back in the fall. And um, if anybody has, first of all, keep sending your questions to Positively.com slash Ask Victoria. But if you have any um, suggestions, things you want us to talk about, if you have topics, it may not just be a question about your dog, but it might be something, you know, interesting. It doesn't even have to be dog related. We've talked about non-dog related mm-hmm. stuff before, mm-hmm. um, but you can email us at podcasts. That's plural at positively.com. Yes. Because we'd love to get some feedback. Like, what do you want to hear? What do you want us to talk about? What do you want us to, you know, address? And any guests, if you have any guest suggestions or you've heard somebody talk or, you know, interested to know more about somebody, we can get them on the podcast and see what they have to say. So having said that, have a great summer. Thank you. And you. Thank you. Enjoy yourself. And everybody, wear your sunscreen. Thanks for tuning in to Victoria Stillwell's Positively Podcast. For more information, visit Positively.com. Get connected on Facebook and YouTube as Victoria Stillwell or follow her on Twitter at Victoria S. Be sure to tune in next time as Victoria helps to change dogs' lives positively. Positively.